So welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions that you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. I'm Tim. Hey, it's Kevin. And today we're asking the question, when flights get cancelled because of heavy winds and bad weather, why is it that only 10% of flights get cancelled and not 100%? Isn't it a binary either it's too dangerous to take off or it's not safe at all? <laughs> yeah, so you you might be expecting some kind of weird, magical, paradoxical kind of answer, but the real reason is actually pretty simple. You know, when these conditions are not perfect, it's not that they just let some 10% of super airplanes fly. <laughs> it's that uh, they just space the, the flights out farther for safety. Uh-huh. You, know, you know, they just basically more time in between takeoffs, in between landings, more time in between each flight so that they have... Uh, safe following distances. You basically just can't fit as many planes into the air when it's bad weather. Ah, so uh, it's an air traffic control thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means you know some flights do, some flights get canceled, some flights get moved around, and it, it kind of creates this domino effect of delays. So let's talk through the various factors that affect whether you can take off or not and what uh, spacing you need. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And the air traffic controllers, they basically are always on the watch for these things. Some aircraft, you know, they just can't, they have different crosswind limits. Uh, some uh, airport facilities, they get a lot of snow, a lot of ice on the ground, and the de-icing can't, uh, what do you call it, uh, fix the runway fast enough. Uh, strong winds is the most obvious ones. Um, yeah. So when weather cancels, let's call it 2,000 flights, and you have 50,000 people who are stuck mm-hmm. somewhere, how do they all get back on schedule? Since, you know, the flight's probably would take a few days uh, right. to get all you know sorted through. Right, right, right. This, there's actually a lot of parts to this. So to kind of break it up, uh, the four main parts is you got to figure out what to do with the aircraft. Yep. Um, you got to figure out what to do with the crew. Uh, you got to figure out what to do with the passengers. And then there's also some things regarding the facilities you also might want to think about, like what about you know, hotel bookings and what's available here or over there. I didn't think about all of those different components, but <clears> let's start with the aircraft. What do you, you only have a set number of aircraft. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, in the modern day system, there's a lot of uh, uh, complicated flight patterns, right? It's not always just A to B, like Dallas to Austin to Dallas. Uh, there's a lot of kind of circular, uh, they can go from one city to another city to another city. There's different ways to get different It's not cities. linear anymore. Exactly, exactly. Some combination of airports will get you to your destination. Right. So instead of canceling all these flights, uh, there's actually people who are called aircraft routers who will attempt to kind of isolate the impacted airplanes to flight solely at the impacted uh, airport by rerouting aircraft throughout the system in a manner to pick up other flights right? mm. and dropping other flights from uh, you know away from that impacted area, thus uh, trying to mitigate essentially the cascading effect of cancellations throughout the system. Uh, this does this you know allows the airline to have airplanes ready to go either in the hub airport or in like an outstation like a destination area ready to resume operations as soon as the the issue is resolved. So you have the aircraft waiting there now. You need next the crew to be mm-hmm. in the right place. Mm-hmm. The crew, big de- uh, obviously the pilots, yep. uh, the flight attendants. Uh, they're people. Uh, they have places to be. <laughs> they 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 have homes. Uh, sometimes they're not in their homes. You're not always thinking about this when you are stuck and you do- you're delayed and right. you're upset. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, they're also nearly all union employees too, and each union has a contract that specifically governs of how course. folks yeah. are scheduled to work. Right, so it's really funny. Uh, a lot of airlines actually keep reserve crews at their hub airports uh, in case of these delays or cancellations, uh. so that if a particular crew were supposed to change aircraft and were late or something, uh, it would not actually impact the onward flight. 
um, oftentimes, actually, even in the case of really extended delays, flights will be pushed to cancel because the crew times out here. Right. <laughs> like, literally, they are no longer legally allowed to work. The, the limited hours that they're allowed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for safety reasons. Right. Um, and in, you know, in the winter, the impact of some of these legalities is mitigated by canceling flights early and just rerouting crews around. Uh, but essentially, there's a lot of uh, thinking around how to route your crew as well. So the third category is the passengers. These are the hardest. They're your customers. Mm-hmm. You're not paying them. Mm-hmm. You can't have extra. Uh, and they're upset. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a coupon for a canceled flight? Ah, uh, yes. I yes. have. Yes, I mean that's that's one of the ways they try to uh, please the you know intense emotions from uh, canceled or delayed flights. Right. Uh, but you got to get the passengers to their destinations uh, eventually, right? So there's several methodologies that airlines use. Uh, there's one tool, which is just literally an auto rebook tool, right? So it could take passengers from canceled flights, try to look at their origin and destinations, and basically try to use an algorithm to put them into the next available flight or flights, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, adding a stop or two uh, between those points. So, for example, imagine you had a ticket for a connection from New York City to Chicago to LAX, but the New York City to Chicago flight was canceled. Uh, you may automatically be put on the next direct flight from New York City to LAX. Right. Or maybe New York City to Orlando to LAX. Yep. Um, and uh, the order they rebook passengers also varies by airline, but generally they tend to rebook the higher status passengers first, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the passengers by something like the amount paid for the ticket or when they checked in for their flight. So what was the final category again? The facilities? Yes, facilities. And hotels surrounding hotels infrastructure. Surrounding infrastructure. Exactly, exactly. Uh, facilities uh, for the passengers' crews, especially when you're stranded overnight, right? Uh, and it's fascinating. Airlines actually uh, hold blocks of hotel rooms at many nearby hotels that they pay for in advance to have available in times like this. Wow. Because, you know, the weather is unpredictable. Uh, and this is important, unless your flight cancellation is at the fault of the airline and not due to weather or something like that, that they are not actually obligated to put you up in a hotel. But often they can get you a discounted rate. Well, it sounds like uh, the short version of this is that there's a lot of planning and airline employees, the crews, the pilots, all of the staff down at the airports have to work overtime and put in a small miracle just to get people to where they want to go. Definitely a lot of small miracles just to get people where they want to go. And that's all we have for you today. Did you learn something new? If you did, please send us a tweet at ELI5, the podcast. Just tweet us a thumbs up or send us requests for future episodes. As always, a big thank you to the subreddit, Explain Like I'm 5. See you all next week.